Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator. DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. Good morning, sir. Good morning, man. Looks like uh, you know we're both trying to figure it out at home. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to fuss around with uh, uh, with some of our equipment, so uh, we're still uh, we're still getting there. Um, uh, and but yeah, I had to jump blame, for the first time. I can blame it on you. It's a little bit. It's a little bit on me. Yeah, just a little bit on me. I had to record from a different location today, uh, but uh, I think I'm, I think we're back in the studio next week, and then I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna change things up a little bit. But so, um, apologize a little bit for uh, the audio issues. But uh, wanted to get into a few things. First off, um, uh, those of you guys that have been buying up uh, our uh, hard seltzer at Bravago um, at drinkbravago.com, we appreciate it. Uh, fulfilling those orders as quickly as possible. I hope you guys like it. Uh, A couple of you even sent me messages to just let me know how did the website work and and, uh, things seem to be working well so far. So I appreciate that feedback. Um, Let me know how you guys like the product as well. And, um, you know, look, it's not going to be for everyone. If you don't like it, give it to your neighbor. (laughs) Give it to your friends. (laughs) If you do like it, then fantastic. That was the whole goal. And hopefully you will buy some more. And the, the website is... Uh, the place to go because we can ship it directly to you guys in 38 states. Um, that's the best we can legally do right now uh, as we start to roll out retail stores. But the retail store rollout, that's a long, complicated process. And honestly, the best way for us to sign distributors in other states is to prove to them that people want the product. So if we sell product on the website, that's the great case study of going, hey, people do want it. So why don't you start picking it up in stores as well? Uh Honestly, we the website, the way it works, and the law, and the three tier system, and we have to sell to a distributor and sell to a retailer, and shipping costs. Uh, I'll be straight with you guys: we don't make any money on the website. We lose money on every single order, but that's uh, part of how it needs to happen to get you guys to try the product. Even though shipping seems expensive, it's it's fifteen bucks to ship. Um, uh, Anything over 50 bucks, we cover all of the shipping. I don't even know how we're doing it yet, but we're going to do it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thanks for you guys checking that out. Drinkbravago.com is the website. And unfortunately, you're going to be guys hearing more about this as we move along because that's that's uh, that's how we're going to pay the bills one day. <laughs> so Bill can stop wrestling. We can sell booze. <laughs> yeah, so go out and buy Bravago as quickly as humanly possible because my body's not holding up. No. Um, <laughs> right? Um, wonderful, wonderful drink. Uh, it's quite obviously something that you're not going to normally see me walk down the street with, but uh, the first seltzer I've actually fallen in love. So take it for what it is. It's a wonderful drink. I, I love the way that we get the sweetness out of it by not using true sugar and uh, sweeteners, natural sweeteners that we use. But anyway, go out and go to the website, buy as much as humanly possible, and give us our feedback, please, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, How's the the foot? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the first first time we've we've, uh, referenced it. You know, um, I made a miraculous recovery, but 
again, I think it has everything to do with the fact that I've broken them probably realistically five times prior. Um, I'm, it's, it's just something I'm used to. It still hurts like shit, I got to tell you. But, I mean, I'm not going to complain. There are many people in the world that have much bigger problems than my four toes. So uh, they're black. They hurt like hell. But uh, I'm functioning almost normal. Well, that's good. Did you, after we recorded, because you, you literally dropped the weight we recorded uh, with Rod Caps, which I, normally we would have like rescheduled or done something, but we really wanted to talk to Cappy and, and I know you did. Uh, so powered through it. Did you just, did you just ice it up and that was it? Or you, you went and got looked at? You had to go to the top. Oh, no, I, you know me, dude. I'm not going to get anything looked at unless it's <laughs> hanging by a thread, but um, no, I mean, I, I would have wasted uh, time in the emergency room. I would have wasted an x-ray. And I would have wasted a lot of money when they're going to, hey, I, I'm a doctor through osmosis. My dad was an OBGYN. So um, going through beating myself up and breaking so many things so many times, I, I've learned. I'm a, I'm a doc. I have my own doctor. But I'm, I'm um, a little surprised you don't have an x-ray on site. <laughs> yeah, no shit. You know, actually, we have... Uh, Wanda's <laughs> friend was bringing by a portable x-ray unit for the animals uh, to use on me. But I, at the end of the day, again, I mean, if you see that they're smashed, what are you going to do? We can't do anything about it. Unless they're like cracked in half and you want to get them reattached, then yeah. But beyond that, any diagnosis is the same. It's, you can't do anything about it. Take two Advil, take two Advil on it. And uh, call me in the morning. Basically, was my was my yeah. deal. So, hey, I'm doing All good, right. man. Well, at least they're still attached. There you go. And I can move <laughs> them. And I can move yeah. them, which is. But I have to I, everywhere I go. I have to. I can't put my shoe on because my feet are so my foot's so swollen. So you know, if you see Goldberg around in the next week or so with one shoe, you know why. You know why. <laughs> All right. Um, some car news, some stuff we wanted to get into. You know, we, we, we've talked about, uh, you know, the cars moving toward hybrid, um, more toward EV, but in the supercar world, which has always been kind of interesting for me, using electrification for performance, um, not just better gas mileage. Um, and, you know, McLaren's got the Artura uh, coming out pretty soon. I think people are already starting to test it. It's, uh, uh, and it's their hybrid version with the V6 engine and the electric motors. Um, not not too different than sort of the experience of what you would drive with the NSX. Uh, but um, Lamborghini is stepping up as well. There's going to be a replacement for the Aventador. <clears throat> so my, my question is this. My question is this. When, when Ferrari came out with that P1, and it was it was, you know, the the car to die for. I'm remembering a lot of problems with that vehicle. My question well, is: so the McLaren was the P1, and the Ferrari is the La Ferrari, the two hybrid cars. You said P1. The, excuse me, the La Ferrari. Then. Mm-hmm. The La because I because remember we did the Gold Rush Rally and we and there was one. Uh, uh, the guy's McLaren that I was driving, Chin Chu, he had a P1. 
And yeah. remember I told you that the battery died and we had to put a, a, a Ford GT up for collateral for the battery charger? Yes. Yes. Okay. I remember that. My question, my question is, since that technology in the years that have passed, how they, how have they how is Lambo and how are these other manufacturers, how have they upgraded that technology to where it's not going to be a pain in the ass like the P1 one? Yeah, so that that's a good that's a good question. And it's been quite a few years now since um so the LaFerrari and the McLaren P1 were were kind of early coming out of the gate. And I don't know how much of that technology was developed in-house versus relying on some partners to make that happen. Uh, but yeah, I listen, um, I on my Shift and Steer podcast with Aaron Hagar, Aaron has spoken uh, quite a bit about his dad's law Ferrari and, you know, loves that car, but has had issues with it. I think they've replaced the battery in that law Ferrari twice. Uh, wow. And not exactly sure why. Um, I think part of the issue was the charger, like Ferrari had a charger. Um, and I think there was some flaw there because I, uh, if I recall correctly, he was just charging the car and it, it, it went into some kind of fail safe mode or stopped working or wouldn't fire up or something like just after charging the car. So there's been a few issues, but I think, um, now that they know that more vehicles are going to have to go in that direction, especially the larger uh, car companies, not necessarily the, the niches like Ferrari and, 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 uh, and McLaren. Uh, but they're going to be able to invest in it a lot more, but interesting because the McLaren P one came out a while ago uh, with, you know, with their hybrid system that we're talking about. And only now is the Atura coming out. Right, the, which is their their latest version of of the hybrid, and I hear that's a fantastic vehicle. So yeah, there's been several years for them to to kind of figure things out a little bit better. I'm excited but, about it. I think, I think hybrid technology is definitely the way the you know the the wave of the future. Period. End of story. As you know, as opposed to a, a all electric. I mean, uh, I from think a purport. From a performance standpoint, I I absolutely agree. I think it's kind of interesting. So, you know, Lamborghini has said they they still want to get more years out of their gas engine vehicles. So, doing hybrid instead of pure electric uh, is the way to go. So, whatever's going to replace the Aventador, I don't know if it will be called Aventador. Unlikely, there will be some other replacement, and they're actually going to be doing a naturally aspirated V12 again, because it sounds so fantastic mm -hmm. and mating it with three electric motors, one on the transmission and then one on each of the front wheels and having it on the front wheels effectively makes it front wheel drive, but also torque vectoring and there's no axle in between them. So the front wheels are run independently uh, each motor. Right. So you don't need an axle in between them to, to run that, uh, which is which is interesting. And for some small amount of, I don't know, nine miles, 10 miles, whatever it's going to be, you can run on pure EV only. Right. So you could fire it up and it'd be, it's just an all electric front wheel drive supercar, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but 
we talked about um, using the electric motors and that hybrid technology to fill the gap in the power band, uh, like on a turbo car, even a naturally aspirated car as that, that power, you need the RPMs to make that power. You get that instant torque right off the line from the electric motors, and then you can fill in the gap. And uh, uh, Adam Kroll and I, last week, we spoke to Mike Shank, who owns uh, Meyer Shank Racing, the, uh, the team with Simon Pagino and Elio Castroneves and Tom Bloomquist and Colin Braun. And uh, they just won 24 hours of Daytona uh in the new acura prototype cars which are hybrid technology and Mm -hmm. i asked him about the hybrid technology and he said exactly what we were saying it's like it fills in the gap because we get all that low-end power that low-end torque from the electric motor and uh and and then it powers and it goes but it's not uh it's not it's not all wheel drive. I think he said, I think it's still rear wheel drive. It, it runs, it powers it off of like the transmission. Um, it was kind of a really interesting setup how the, those cars are. So Lamborghini is going to have naturally aspirated V12 and Lamborghini's commitment to hybrid, by the way, instead of all electric, they're working on an all new clean sheet of paper V12 engine. So that's a hell of an investment, right? For them to do that. Uh, on a car that maybe could just last a few years. So it's going to be more than that 6.5 liter V12, which I believe the engine alone should be, their target is 813 horsepower, which is fantastic just on the engine alone. And then with the electric motors, it's 1,001 horsepower total. Uh, And the 1,001, just because when you do, metric horsepower it's a thousand fifteen and you convert to the US it's it's a one thousand one. Uh and the engine is nine thousand two hundred and fifty RPM red line. So oh, a nine thousand a nine thousand RPM twelve cylinder putting out over eight hundred horsepower. Uh it's just gonna scream like a wild beast and uh it's gonna be fantastic. So I can't wait to to see what they what they do with that. But Anyway, that's that's the plan. I think it's going to take a little while, um, uh, and we'll see how long they can run that for. But I think they'll get a lot of years out of it because of the the hybrid technology. Uh, also, speaking of supercars, so the Amelia, which was formerly Amelia Island, and then um, the Amelia Island event was bought by Haggerty. Uh, they renamed it the Amelia. It was huge. Um, I didn't get a chance to go, uh, but it turns out. Everyone else on the planet really went everyone in, a, in the car world. I've just been getting so many messages and social media posts and stuff from everybody that actually went out there. And then, of course, I was, you know, I got some FOMO and uh, I was like, ah, I missed it. And uh, I can't believe we missed it. Uh, but one of the things that came out of there is this new electric supercar. Uh, it's backed by Wyclef Jean, which um, I, I know he's a car guy. Uh, and somehow he's created this company or he's backing this company. Um, uh, he's certainly a, a big part of it. Uh, and the company is called Attics. Um, and the car is called the Attics Apex AP0. And it's an all-electric supercar that uh, is kind of interesting. Um, 
they claim to be the lightest weight all electric supercar out there. When most of the cars are coming in at 4,000 plus pounds, uh, his is 2,650 pounds. It's 1,200 kilograms. And Perfect. it's all, all carbon fiber, monocoque chassis, and uh, 0 to 60 in 2.3 seconds, 190 mile an hour top speed. It uses a 90 kilowatt battery. Um, I, I don't really know if it's all-wheel drive or two-wheel drive, but I think the plan was two-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, lightweight, um, a single motor, uh, and that's how they're keeping all the weight down. They're limiting battery size. They're limiting the motor size. They're keeping it rear-wheel drive. They're, it's going to be somewhat sparse. Um, but also, this isn't meant to be like a Rimac where it's $2.5 million or, or, you know, this is supposed to be uh, – the Rimac, by the way, 4,740 pounds, and it's got almost 2,000 horsepower. It's 1,900 horsepower. Uh and even the Lotus of Asia is uh, 3,700 pounds. So these guys coming in at 2,650 pounds is, is impressive. Um, I believe it's going like, like to have. I like to know the weight of the batteries. So, yeah, so the true uh, weight of the car itself without the batteries. Yeah, so that's a good question. So uh, we, there's probably a way to figure that out by looking at some of the other technologies. If they're going to do a 90 kilowatt battery, we could probably look into some other production cars that have a similar sized battery and get a rough idea of what it is. But I, I'm going to say it's probably under a thousand pounds, uh, and um, and then you know it's probably yeah, you know maybe about a thousand pounds. Um, can you and then the rest maybe about sixteen hundred pounds. Um, I mean, but look, also, how short the wheel, look how short the wheelbase is. is it, it, it looks it looks it looks short. I want to see the car in person compared to more people around it or something else because I don't know if this is like is it the size of like a Boxster or is it like it looks like, of, it looks like a cross between uh, one of those motorcycle three wheeler things. Yeah, right. Um, That's what it is. A slingshot. It looks like a slingshot, slingshot and, a, and a, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah, just it's, it's, the wheelbase looks shorter than my Cobra. Yeah, I, I, that might, that might be the way it's, it's photographed. Um, I can't, well, I, I can't pull up a better view of it. But so here's the thing. Weird. Uh, 650 horsepower, um, and four, 428 pound feet of torque from a single. Okay, but here's, but here's the deal. Go to the picture that where Wycliffe's sitting. Yeah. See how small it is. Yeah, it's small. Here's a picture of him standing in it and he's towering over it. (laughs) Standing. Oh yeah. He's sitting in it. Yeah. It's. It's going to be small. So I just look at the yeah. size of the guitar. Right, right. But interesting is inside the vehicle, I wonder how much room he has because he doesn't need a, <clears throat> a motor in the back. He doesn't need a, a motor in the front. If the batteries are below him or going through the 
like the sun or like the tunnel and the electric motors are in the back. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like a, a full bodied aerial atom, right? Hey, like if you, there you go. There you right? go. Yeah. Uh, 650 horsepower doesn't sound like a lot when a Rimac is 1900 horsepower, but it only weighs 2,600 pounds. And, and that gets you, Zero to sixteen, two point three is what they're claiming. I don't know what the range is. I don't know any of the other stuff. I don't know that they they fully know that yet. Uh, but this is what they debuted at the Amelia. Um, but the other thing is, they're targeting three hundred fifty thousand dollars, which I don't know. These days, that seems like a bargain. It seems maybe a little tough to do. Uh, here's the here's here's the problem with this is. Ford did their Ford GT in 2005 and it was like 160 grand. And then the next version came out and they're like, we learned our lesson. It's all carbon fiber. It's turbo. We, we figured out now it's $500,000 and up. Right. So do these guys claim 350 and by time it hits the streets, it's double that. I'm not quite sure. Um, but when are they talking about it coming out? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure the release date. They said they haven't really uh, announced it yet that I've seen. Um, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they go from here. I'd like to dig into the company a little bit more and find out. Um, you know, he said it's designed in the UK. It's built in the U.S. Uh, so maybe at some point we can talk to somebody from the company because I'd like to hear a little bit more about it. Um, I listen; it, they're taking a page book out of uh, a page out of Lotus's book, right? Lightweight, um, keep it minimal, uh, and go for the big performance numbers, and that brings the cost way down, and it it brings the necessary components way down. Again, mm-hmm. I, we keep bringing up Rimac because they're kind of the big you know, the big player with their, with their crazy car, but that's multiple motors and big battery and crazy technology. And what if you stripped all that down? What if you've got to sort of the EV version of your Cobra, right? Or the EV version of, of, you know, the Lotus Evora or something like that, which obviously Lotus is, is attempting to do, uh, but the lightweight stripped down version of it, uh, makes it kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I, it looks kind of cool. I like, I like what he's, what he's doing with it. Um, I, listen, I, 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 he sounds like he's having fun and it seems like a cool car. And uh, it's, it's one of these things that I, I love where he like successful musician, pitch man, whatever also loves cars had a dream I'm sure as a kid of designing a car, getting something cool one day. And although he's got a fleet of cars, uh, this was the next step for him to go, why not own a car company? Why has it got to just be a Elon Musk or a so-and-so and so-and-so uh, or, or a Kona's egg or a Hennessy or whatever? Like, why can't it be him? So well, yeah, I love it. And, and truly for us as car guys and as objective as we always are, it's, it's good for us. More options, period. End of story. We obviously want a reputable company building a new car sale sold to the public so no one dies. But yeah, I mean, 
I hope he succeeds, no doubt. I think it's a cool little package. I mean, it's surely not for me because I couldn't fit my arm in it, but um, yeah, it, it, it must have a, a target audience out there. I mean, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, it seems uh, it seems interesting. I like I like the idea. I like the idea of what he's doing. It's a good shot. We'll see how it, how it works. I hope it works out. But yes, I mean the biggest car companies in the world are having trouble making cars again. <laughs> it seems like so many things are are breaking and getting recalled, and and th- this massive learning curve when it comes to uh, electric cars is is. Uh, is prevalent across the board. I don't care how big or small this car no, companies and are. And it's just begun. Uh, all right. So moving on, I want to talk about this, uh, the thing that's been making them round. So um, Ford has filed a patent and all the headlines are like, Ford filed a patent that allows them to repossess your car remotely. It's not really about repossessing the car. Um, that's the headline, but it's about, uh, Ford or any company starting to have a lot more control over the car. Uh, yes, in 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 the topic of you know maybe not paying your bill, uh, can't cover your car payment. What are the things that the car can do? And it could it can lock you out of the car. It can uh, drive your car back. It can um, set an alarm. Um, I like this one. It can geofence. It'd be like, we'll let you use your car, but only within a five mile radius. Or you're only allowed to like go to the store or like go to work. And then it, it, it it's like, now nah, you can't drive to Vegas. <laughs> we'll, we'll shut the car down. Uh, and then, yes. Uh, it, and then there were some other things that they said that it could start to do where you start to lose features. Let's say you miss a payment. And I'm like, all right, we li- you missed a payment, so um, we're going uh, we're gonna to cancel a feature like air conditioning. <laughs> so the air conditioning I, doesn't work I, I at all. I don't believe this coming out is going to help their, their, their stock much, but, I mean, I don't, I don't see this being a big issue, but still, what, uh, I, I, don't, I don't see it helping so here's here's my thought on this is um, okay, uh, you know, let's say you don't pay a bill and it limits how far you can go, or it shuts the air off and starts to make your life a little more uncomfortable and tries to get you to pay and locks out features. Um, my my issue is is I don't know. It's just becoming like a like a Netflix subscription, which is, the, you know, another topic is sub- subscribing to features uh, on cars. It's like, are we losing? Uh, it seems like we're just losing the collectability, the fun factor, the cars and coffee meetups, and they're taking the enthusiasts out of owning a car. Uh, and what do you do? How do you sell that? What do you like, oh, I bought a really cool car, but, um, you know, it's one of those cars that it can drive away and it can be repossessed and the air conditioning shuts off remotely if some accountant thinks you didn't pay your bill. Yeah, you know, the door's locked. I'm not pay my bill. Watch them take it away. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I mean, people are going to just start to, yeah, like, 
I, first of all, yeah, people will start to fuck with the car companies going, I'm not paying because I just want to see what they do to my car. <laughs> right. There's going to be probably more people not paying for fun than it would be, especially yeah, they'll, all be every... they'll, they'll all be influencers and they'll all be videoing it and putting it out for views. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly right. Like the videos are just going to be, they're just going to be flooding. And they're like, I just bought this new car. I'm not going to make a payment on it. I'll post another video in a month. I'll let you know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. But here, check this out. This is my, this is my fix. Okay. Give them something. Uh, uh, the, the new, the, the headline doesn't sound very positive, quite honestly. So if you look at it from the outside, looking in, it looks like a negative, negative press. So, so combat that by saying, okay, the people who pay on time that have paid for X amount of time get an extra ten horsepower this month. Well, right. The uh, what are what are the the benefits of of come of on? Because because we know anybody that doesn't pay on time, they're already got their stress level up, and the, the, they run the risk of getting their car taken away anyway, and. Uh, you can't get it registered. There's already issues there, but I, I don't know. It just seems like, but that also brings up the other thing is subscriptions. You know, we talked about the car companies, BMW, Mercedes, everybody's just starting to, to test subscriptions and, you know, you could subscribe and get heated seats. You can subscribe and get this. Now, it, a survey came out um, by Autolist, I think, and 69% of the people said they're not a fan of the subscriptions. Now, naturally, when they started to break down the numbers, as the person they surveyed gets older in that range, the less likely they are to subscribe. But the younger people that grew up with everything being a subscription, right? Your cell phones, your your streaming, your video games, your Netflix, your Apple, like everything is subscription-based. They just see it as another monthly thing but uh again like i where does this go like you buy a cool car there's some subscription features you get a new bmw m4 and then in 10 years from now 15 years from now 20 years from now you you bring it to a pair of jackson and then they go oh you know we got this m4 on the on the auction block and it's fully equipped with every option. If you subscribe to it, there are heated seats in the car, but you're going to have to pay extra for the heated seats. If you buy this car, like where does the subscription go from there? Like what, what was the thought process, you know? um, And then if people go, Oh, well you could pay the one-time fee for the lifetime subscription. Like, well, that's buying a car. That's what I bought already. I already bought the car. Yeah. I already bought the car and it's got heated seats. So I, I get heated seats forever in my car because I already. The way won. I look at it is the way I look at it is it's it's quite simplistic. You go in, they offer you something, you buy it, and I say freaking goodbye, right? Okay, if I want to get it yeah. serviced at the dealership, I'll bring it back to the dealership. But I don't want to be tied to the dealership. I don't want to be tied to a subscription. I don't want to be getting emails every freaking week about bring it in. You know, you're going to get upgraded. I, it's just again more of a finger on your pulse. It's another subscription. It's another entity that has all of your pertinent information. It's just the information world society, it's it's too freaking much. It's just way too much. I I would say this. I would say uh, if there has to be a compromise, then fine. 
allow us to go in, buy the car with the options that we want. And then for those people that want to pay less for a vehicle or less for a lease and maybe subscribe to a few options, that's fine. But again, it's it's the whole EV thing. If you force it on us and take away our ability to choose, we don't like that anymore, right? So yeah. if listen, if, if I want to buy a $100,000 truck, I want to buy a $100,000 truck and I want to get it with all the options I can get for a hundred grand. Uh, but if somebody wants a similar truck and they don't want a $1,500 a month payment, can they get a version of the truck and go, all right, it's got the heated seats. I don't think I need the heated seats all the time. Can I subscribe to heated seats three months out of the year and then lower my that's monthly payment? I, I think that's a that's a different story. You know, right? I, I think that's cool. And, and you have to differentiate because that's like saying, okay, we're going to give you 3,300 demons this year and we're never going to make another one. And then in two years, they make another demon. Yeah. Right? I mean... It's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to sell you the, the highest option to car, and this is what you can buy, and you agree to it, you give them the money, and then two months later, there's other options that are available, and but you have to pay. You know, it's just, it's, again, pulling wool over people's eyes, I believe. It's a bait and switch. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. It's more control. It's, it is what it is. Um, all right. So on, on that note, I think we're going to wrap wrap things up and uh and uh call it a day but appreciate you guys listening is there anything i'm missing is there anything else we gotta we're supposed to hit not that i know man. i mean we uh, no. pretty much ran the gamut um uh, all right, we guys. Got, we, i would be remiss in saying that you know right around the corner on the 20th dodge has got this big deal going on in vegas and uh Rumor has it, you know, that there might be their last vehicle that they're unveiling. And uh, I don't know. I want to get people's opinions about uh, what they think are going to be out is going to be out there. So chime in to us online and uh, give us your guesses. And we'll talk about it next week as it's a week prior to the 20th and the unveiling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Hit us up on social media. Leave us comments and stuff. Um Appreciate you guys doing that and uh, drinkbravago.com. That's the uh, that's the website for uh, for the hard seltzer and uh, love for you guys to try it. And as we uh, work on new new products, new exciting products for uh, for that brand as well. So um, thanks, guys. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. Be good. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.